Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Reports Conversations with Coaches. I am your host, Art Mosley, and today we go back down to Thomasville to the City of Roses. Uh, we spent some time with Coach Grage last year. We're fortunate enough to have him back on the podcast. Coach Grage, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Art. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, Coach. Uh, hey, uh, you guys uh, uh, obviously getting back in it. Uh, not a game week for you, but uh, leading up to uh, uh, – a, a game on, uh, next weekend, but uh, before we get into this season, talk about how you spend your off season, coach. Is it uh, you, you, are you able to take a break uh, after the playoffs, or you get right back to it? Uh, well, I try to. Well, in first R two, we do play Cairo this weekend. Oh, I'm so sorry, we have a game this Friday. Yeah, we do have a game this Friday. Cairo um, coming to our place, so you know, excited to get that rolling up. But uh, I, I think the off season, you kind of go a little air quotes there. That you know, these this day and age. Coaching wise, there's so many things to get into clinics and, and, you know, trying to develop professionally. Uh, but there is that, you know, that fine line. I do, you know, I have a, an amazing wife, Mandy. Um, we've been together 11 years. We've got three awesome kids. I got three little boys, uh, eight, six and four, Noah, Daniel and Luke. So I try to do my best, uh, especially now that this, this program here in Thomasville going into the fourth year is, you know, I wouldn't say it's a well old machine or it's on cruise control, but. You know, it's to the point where people know what to expect. I've been really, really fortunate to keep my staff intact for the most part over the past few years. And, uh, you know, it's one of those where we work so hard, you know, when the spring ball, summer ball during the season that you really, really got to do a good job of, of make the guys go home. Look, I don't want to see you this week. Uh, I'm going to go home and, you know, watch my boys play baseball. You know, they're all involved in the spring sports and the taekwondo and golf and, you know, try and spend some time on your own, but then, you know, do just enough to keep your networking, keep your connections. And, and I tell you, we do a good job, I think, of, of doing some staff outings. Um, you know, whether it's a little fishing trip or whether we go up to Atlanta to a clinic or, you know, do some things that way. And we're very fortunate enough to have the resources to do it. But, you know, you're always, you're always on the grind. Even if it's not football, you're still checking on kids. You're checking on grades. You're making sure that they're, you know, going to their teachers. You're making sure that things are going well at home. Uh, so it really never stops. Coach, briefly recap uh, your last season for us. Uh, you lost a uh, second round. The season ended at a second round loss to Dublin. Pretty good du- uh, Dublin team, football team. Uh, but did the, to, uh, against your expectations for last season, how did things go? And, uh, and just kind of give us a little little bit, tidbit about that. Really, it was disappointing. You know, our, our word going into last year was prove it. And that was kind of our rally cry that, you know, we had the 12-1 and year back in, in 17. And, and that was our deal was we we're going to come back in 18 and, and prove it. And we we're going to say hey, that, you know, it wasn't just a fluke. And, and we didn't really do a good job of that by any means. We started off hot, you know, beat Cairo and Central. We lost to Moultrie, um, beat Everglades. We're sitting going into the bye week at three and one, beat Crisp and have probably one of the better games overall that we've had since I've been here. And then we go on a three game skid with Crisp, Brooks and Fitzgerald. And, you know, those, those three right there in a row. I mean, that's a tough stretch anyways, but you know, we lose a close one to Crisp and then, you know, uh, same idea with Brooks. We just kind of, we didn't really play well at all. And then Fitzgerald, we're up 21 to 10 and a half when we lose, uh, 34 21. And it was just, it was one of those three game stretches where, you know, it's one, it's embarrassing as far as this community goes. You know, you, our community puts so much time and effort and resources into these kids that, you know, we owe it to them to go and, and do something. That's something I, I knew going into this year. We finished high last year with Barry and an early. And then we had the first round win against Hepsiba. We go into Dublin, and then you know Coach Holmes does an unbelievable job, and they got a really good squad up there last year, and I think they're they're loaded again this year. But you know, going into it, we've got to host football games for our town. We've got to get the the team back in front of our community because of what they do. We we really owe it to them. I've told the kids that multiple times. You know, our turf and press box and all the things that they're doing for us. 
you know, we owe it to them to get back in front of us. And then, you know, it's the, on paper, it's an easier route. You know, you get that one or two seed, you got to go. And, you know, right now it's, it's running through, uh, Brooks and Fitzgerald. There's no doubt with Fitzgerald going to semis with Coach Pruitt and then Maurice down there with at Brooks, Coach Freeman does an unbelievable job. And then you've got, uh, Joe Harvin and, and Tim Alligood over at, at Barry and that, you know, have up and coming programs and, you know, players are popping up everywhere. So it was disappointing to say the least. Um, but I really think, you know, we're talking about redemption this year and hopefully we can, you know, record notwithstanding, we need to get that one or two seed to, you know, host as many games as we can for our fans. Coach, uh, what are some of the expectations you have in year four? I think you kind of touched on a little bit, uh, uh, even with the, the, the mantra from last season, approve it. Uh, but what are some of your expectations in general for the program? And then what are you looking forward to most as the season gets kicked off on Friday night? In general, I mean, kind of what we built, not kind of, this is what we built our, our program on is, you know, being genuine and being first class. And like I said, we were an extremely blessed as a, uh, I guess, again, successful two-way program over the past few years that we've been able to keep coaches in Thomasville. And it's not for a lack of people trying to pull them away, but the the administration is able to take care of us. The community is taking care of us. We, this is a great town, great schools. Uh, most of my guys on staff have young kids. They're married. They're, you know, they have homes in Thomasville. So, you know, this is a great place to, to be. And, and that's really helped us. So we lead our kids and, and I've told them they, they can see through any, you know, crap that you try and put by them. So mm-hmm. being genuine is the biggest thing that we try and get to. Uh, and then doing it first class. If you're going to do it, you got to do it right. And we're going to make sure that, you know, whether we're putting in the turf and we pay the extra money to make sure the pad is the best pad that you can buy or whether we, you know, do jerseys and we do a little extra to make sure that gold is the exact right gold that we need to get. So, you know, being first class, and I think the kids understand that because some of these guys, this may be the only thing they know that they know is going to be here every day. They know that people care about them and they know there's going to be right. Um, so that's what leads us. And then as far as the kids go, you know, body language, energy, tempo, and physicality. Those are the four things we talked about all the time since I got here. Uh, something we talked about in Moultrie when I was there. Those are things, you know, if a kid walks in, we don't do headphones, we don't do earrings, we don't do he- uh, hoods. They're going to walk in, they're going to speak, we're going to meet them at the door. You know, treat them, you, know, you talk about the soft skills and it, you know, treat them out as be men. And, and it's definitely not a utopia, I promise. You know, we still have <laughs> little knuckleheads to keep on your toes. Um, but that's what makes it fun. I mean, you go into school every day and seeing them outside the element of football. Uh, you know, our coaches do a great job having the kids over to the house on the weekends, you know, getting on the sticks, playing Madden having the position dinners, you know, the food and just doing things outside of football. So then you understand and they understand, Hey, look, I want to be able to look at your eyes in the fourth quarter and say, look, I need, I need you right here. Or, you know, there's going to be times when you got to come down on them and discipline them and hold them accountable for things. And they understand that, you know, that you care about them and they don't want to let you down. So that's, that's one of the biggest things that um, I think I've seen this program take a turn, you know, beyond the, football part of it is looking at, you know, the kids that we're signing, getting out of here, um, you know, trying to do our best to get, and it's not only college stuff. It's, we had five kids go to the military last year. It's putting kids in places where they can get jobs. And, you know, again, we're not a hundred percent by any means, but we're, we're doing our best to get there. That's our goal. Um, so just trying to take care of the kid outside the football field, but then also understanding if you don't win games out there in Thomasville, you won't be around very long. I don't care how many kids you're putting in college <laughs> and how many, how nice you are to them. Uh, you know, there's still wins and losses. I told my backs tonight, I've got five running backs that I think could all be Friday night guys. Four of them are freshmen or sophomores. And I said, listen, I love y'all. I do, but you know, we need, we need to start winning ball games and that's, you know, it starts right now. So, you know, I'm playing three of you Friday, two of them, and then a third rotational guy. 
So there's going to be a couple of y'all left out. It's just, it is what it is, mm-hmm. but it also breeds great competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I expect. I expect our kids to compete. I expect them to make them better. And that's one of the South Georgia things. You love, they love football. This is what they do. And, uh, and that's exciting. And that's a, again, a great place to be. Coach Zach Grage joining us on the Turt Ferguson Reports Conversations with Coaches. Coach, uh, you, you alluded to this a little bit before about that schedule, but what is one of the biggest challenges you and your staff face coming into 2019? Uh, schedule one, there's no doubt. And, and you know, we kind of ran through it a little bit ago. But, you know, you've got multiple top five teams as far as, you know, whatever. I think there's 17 polls out nowadays. But whatever polls you want to look at, you know, we got – uh, we just got done with Pelham in our scrimmage, and they're loaded as a single-A team. Mm-hmm. Uh, k is probably one of the best squads they've had in a while. Um, and they were, you know, a quarterfinal team last year. Uh, Central going into the second year under Ashley Henderson with a lot of excitement and things going well over there. And our second year went 12-1, and so, you know, you can kind of see what happened there. Um, and then Cockwood, I think it's Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and, and Cockwood County <laughs> as far as the uh, college football playoff goes right now. Uh, so, you know, we run over there into the hog pen and then, you know, got a team out of Florida coming up. And right now with the way Florida football works, you don't know what they're going to bring. Right. Uh, Cook, Chris, Cook has a new coach, Chris under Brad Harbor's got everywhere. Brooks, Fitzgerald, Barron and Early. So, and then you hopefully get into the playoffs and have a shot. But that's the one thing when I've done all these community talks is, uh, the schedule, there's no doubt that you got to get over it. And then here's what we've got. If you look at us on paper, we're not supposed to be very good. Uh, we lost over 90% of our offensive production from last year. Had the freshman All-American quarterback transfer down to IMG uh, and Chad Masco. And then you've got, uh, which he's doing great. You know, I'm real proud of him. And it's, it's you know, the best move for him and his family. Um, we are still very blessed. His younger brother is going to start for us at corner as a ninth grader. Um, so he's pretty special too, Bo. Um, but, you know, you lose a quarterback. You've got our top two running backs. One's at Boston State. One's in the military. Uh, our top receivers at Georgia Military College. We graduated three offensive linemen. One's at Georgia Southern, one's at FAMU, and the other one's at, at University of Cumberland. So all three college-level guys. Um, and then, you know, our ex-receivers, a state track champion, he graduated. So, you know, you lose all that production on offense, and I still think we can be pretty good. Mm. Um, most of our guys, our, our coaches do a wonderful job. We don't just play 11. You know, we play 30 to 40 kids every single night, and our depth – you know, most of the guys weren't starters, but they had Friday night experience at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, same idea. We returned four starters on defense. Um, Peyton Singletary, the tight end, University of Cincinnati commit. You know, he's a two-way guy, tight end, defensive end. Jay Sean Thornton is a Tennessee Tech commit as an outside linebacker. Uh, Kadarius Johnson has a couple smaller offers at corner. And then uh, we got a D lineman, Chris Monroe, that's actually out right now with an injury, but uh, he was our nose tackle since a freshman. So, you know, again, a lot of those guys, we've rotated so many folks, but just seeing us mesh in last week against Pelham, we had a really slow first quarter and the guys were kind of unsure of themselves and watching the team grow, even in that 48 minute span, uh, was awesome. Cause we come in the second quarter, we have a little blitz of success and, uh, go up 14 seven. And in the third quarter, we come out just wheels on fire and, um, put a quick two, two touchdowns in and ends 28 seven. So. I mean, it was good against a good Pelham team to kind of see us grow, and hopefully we can take that into this next year. But I think that's the other part to it is I think we have great senior leadership. I think we have dudes back in the day like Charlie Thomas mm-hmm. that's at Georgia Tech now. You know, we've got the Jay Sean Thorntons and the Peyton Singletaries and Kevin Cochran's that can kind of take a game over if that's, you know, at the 2A level where one guy can make a big difference. So I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see how these young bucks come in. And then, 
you know, you're never going to overlook anything, but I'm really excited about the 2020 year. Uh, Cause I know we got coming back, but again, we've got to win some games now to make it worthwhile to get to that point. Coach, you stole my thunder with my next question by mentioning guys like Jason Thornton, uh, uh, Peyton Singletary, Chris Monroe, uh, and Kevin Cochran. But are there any other players on your team that kind of stand out, whether on offense or defense? And and what uh, what is it that makes them special on the field? There are. I mean, we've got one, and actually, he's out with an MCL right now. He'll be back for the Cook game. But Grant Conger is a big six five, three fifteen left tackle. Uh, a lot of the mid-major Division One offers, I think he's going to end up being a Liberty University commit. Uh, he's got an official set up in September, and I think that's a great fit for him. Um, and he's been one, again, came into us as a freshman, and just seeing him develop from a big, tall, fat kid to now he's a big, tall, strong kid, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing him develop as a football player. And, and I still think the sky's the limit for that kid. Um, and then a bunch of the other guys, like I said, I've got you know the young running backs. Our quarterback, Ronnie Baker, is a junior that – uh, you can say, do whatever you want, and that dude's just going to smile back and forth at you. Unbelievable in the classroom, unbelievable family. Uh, William McBride is another offensive line. You know, he's probably better than Grant. He's just not as big as Grant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're blessed to have him at center, just smart, probably going to be a, a Barry or a Georgia Southern kid and just go be a student. But, you know, he loves ball, and this he's just, again, another two-parent household that mama works in the school system. He's wonderful. Um and then defensively, you know, KD Johnson, I kind of mentioned him for a second, another great, awesome kid, big time in the community. He's the one that I'm going to send out to all the elementary schools. And anytime somebody calls the coach, I need a player for a birthday party or something, man, KD is going to be my man. Um, and then my other guys are young. We've got a bunch of young prospects that if they have big years this year as freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, um, Ty Anderson and our Mike linebackers a sophomore, and he's a freak. Um, and now he's still learning how to play football a little bit, but he looks the part and he plays hard. Now he just has to learn, you know, how to be that guy on defense. Jimmy Bowdry is our sophomore safety. His brother, Jay Bowdry, uh, is starting at Georgia Southern. He's going into his red shirt senior year. So, you know, he's got the pedigree. And I know in South Georgia that means a lot. Uh, and then our most explosive guy on offense outside of Kevin Cochran, I think, is our receiver, Rico Johnson. Uh Rico's done the whole all-star circuit. He's, you know, 6'3", jump out the gym, uh, X receiver. And right now he's really learning the game. And he's one of those I rely on on offense, even as a junior, that he has the heartbeat of our team. That if we have, you know, Jay Sean Thornton's going to be my guy if we need something done as far as the whole team standpoint. But if the offense is lacking at any point, then Rico's going to be the dude. He's going to be the one to get everybody together. and um, He's earned it because his work ethic and his character. Coach, outside of Katie Johnson, are there any other guys that stand out in the community or in the classroom? Yeah, it's similar. I mentioned uh, Grant could go anywhere in the country as far as his grades. He's a 3'7", 26 on the ACT. He's a full-time Scholars Academy kid, uh, which is kind of an offshoot school that we have here at Thomasville High. Uh, William McBride is another one that just – and I can go through a bunch of guys with character, but I, I've identified our five captains, and I did something a little bit different this year This is – you know, we've gone through where we had coaches' votes, and, you know, if we couldn't decide on four, we went to six, and whatever happened to be. This year, I identified five, and I picked them. Um, and it was one that we have, uh, I think, a pretty tight relationship, and, you know, we meet Sundays before the teams comes in, team comes in and just talk. Um, and, again, they're not all, you know, rose-colored glasses, and there's some guys that, you know, have had some issues through. But these this crew is a senior class is special to me because they came in with me as freshmen. So mm-hmm. this is all they know. And this is all I know. So it's a two-way street. 
and again, like I said, I'm blessed that I've had five coaches that have been with me all four years, um, four that have been with me for three years. And then I had a guy for two and a guy that just came in this year. So, you know, we've had a lot of continuity in our staff, but those five guys are, uh, William McBride, Peyton Singletary, Jay Sean Thornton, uh, Kevin Cochran, and KD Johnson. I mean, those are the five that, and I told him, I said, look, with captain, you know, being a captain is going to carry a lot of responsibility. If I need something done, boom, you're going to go here. We've, um, had a couple of folks in the community pass away that were big, uh, in our football program. And, you know, we're going to get the red blazers and the ties and make sure that we're represented at the funeral support family. So, uh, it's something that, you know, just trying to look at coach. I, I haven't been to a funeral. Man. I ain't going over there. And I know <laughs> you are. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that again, growing young men doing the right thing. Um, but then I also understand I can rely on those jokes on the football field because, you know, we're going to pick some good players that can get it to, that can back it up with a little experience. Coach, uh, we we talked about your your schedule ad nauseum here, so uh, we're going to jump ahead uh, and not talk about game circle because I can't. I'm looking at your schedule. I can't even imagine you would even circle one game. Uh, yeah, like you say, you start with Cairo, Thomas County Central, the rivalry game. Then you go over to Colquitt, Everglades comes to you. Blah 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 blah. I mean, week in and week out, you guys are uh, are playing top level competition down there in Thomasville. But coach, uh, region outlook for you. What's your take on that region this year down there? Our region's loaded. It, it's by far the best since I've been here. If you look, you know, Fitzgerald's the semifinal team. People are p- picking Brooks to be, you know, a state final type team this year. And, and they always are. And they lose a guy like Deion Fountain and Tay Gray and, and some of these guys that, you know, the two big defensive ends that are just unbelievable. And they just reload. And, and it doesn't matter. I think you can give Coach Freeman 11 dudes off the street and he's going to have them <laughs> playing hard. And I mean, he's unbelievable. I can't, I tell him all the time, I can't wait for him to retire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Brooks is always going to be loaded. We had the big game two years ago. There's a lot of emotion in that South Georgia rivalry. There's no better game. You know, Thomasville Central, I think, is the best game in the state. I'll put it up against anybody. Um, but you get Thomasville Brooks is getting to that point where, you know, town shut down to come and see this thing. Um, but Fitzgerald, Tucker Pruitt's been there a couple of years and he's done an unbelievable job going to the semis last year with, with just, again, guys everywhere. And then I'll tell you, just with the camp circuit and, you know, being in the program for three years with Joel Harvin at Early County, you know, they've got guys all over the place and they're going to surprise a lot of folks. And then Barry and probably has the best player in our region preseason, uh, in Jamarcus Johnson that, you know, they got him playing quarterback in the veer. He's playing safety, does a little bit of everything. Another great kid that just looks the part. Um, so I, I think it can shake out anyway. Uh, I think this is the, and just not to be uh, just being honest, the past couple of years, it was always, you know, Thomasville Brooks and Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and the other two shake it out for the fourth spot. It just, it is what it is. I think those two teams are going to sneak up and surprise somebody on any given Friday night. And like you said, I, we got to, <laughs> you got to show up every Friday. Um, we got some New Jersey this year and we got some sweet white pants that the kids are all excited about. And uh, they're like, coach, we got to wear them in the game. We know we're going to win. And I said, all right, cool. Look at our schedule and tell me which one you think we're going to win. Like that we know we can show up and, and we can, there ain't one. So uh, it is fun. I'd, I'd rather have it that way. I like coming to work with the challenge, and, and I think our guys do too. Uh, so when you get to region time, you just hope you're healthy enough to, to put up a fight, and hopefully the ball rolls your way every now and then. Wrapping it up here with Coach Zach Graves, the head coach of the Thomasville Bulldogs. Coach, uh, just one more question for you. If, is there any message you have for the uh, the town of Thomasville or any of the Bulldog fans down there in, in uh, southwest Georgia? Yeah, there's. thank you. That, that's the biggest, the easiest, and but it means the most, I think, that 
again, running a deal like we do, and, and some of my coaches make fun of me for it, but this is a million-dollar operation. Um, we do ask a lot. We ask a lot of our fans at the games, and they deliver. I mean, our fans are unbelievable. Um, they're standing up. They're cheering. They're loud. They really have a vested interest in these kids, and most of them have been Thomasville folks. That So they either played here or Mama went here. I mean, there's people that have had season tickets since – you know, the seventies at least Mm -hmm. um, back when they were making their run back then. So this is a place that's storied on tradition that has welcomed me and my family and our coaches and their families. Again, when you look at a two way program and folks aren't leaving, that says something about the town that says something about the kids that says something about the work environment. Um, You know, cause they've had opportunities to go to bigger programs, but maybe they don't want their kids in those schools. You know, I don't think, and I tell folks all the time, there's no reason to go anywhere when you have an opportunity like this. You sit here, you make your, you know, you try and leave your legacy on a, on a program that's had Jim Hughes and Mike Hodges and some of these guys go through. But again, it goes back to the community and that support, whether it's financially, whether it's just showing up, whether it's loving our kids. And that's black, white, green, yellow. I mean, for those three hours on Friday nights, everybody comes together and we got one goal to whip whoever's across from us. Mm-hmm. And it means something. And that's what, I know Kirby Smart said the stuff last year where you talk about the pressure being the privilege. It's definitely pressure down here to win and do the right thing. Um, but that's a privilege. You don't want to be anywhere else. Why would you want to work somewhere where, you know, you don't have pressure to, to perform? Um, so we're very blessed to have it. And I'd say, you know, simply just thank you to the community and we hope to keep making you proud. Coach, you guys, like you said, and, and excuse me for rushing to that uh, next Friday uh, rivalry game, but uh, you guys do get kicked off events against a very good uh, Cairo team uh, coming in town on Friday night. So we wish you the best of luck. As always, thanks for joining us on the uh, on our on the podcast. And uh, man, we look uh, forward to seeing good things out down there in Thomasville. You got. It. I appreciate you having. Me. Always a pleasure having Coach Zach Grage join us on the Turd Ferguson Reports Conversations with Coaches. As we mentioned again, they get started on the 23rd as they host Cairo. And then uh, on uh, the following week uh, over to Thomas County Central for one of the biggest and best rivals, rivalries games in the state of Georgia. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D. F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N dot com or on Twitter at Turd Ferguson RPT, T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. Everybody.